spider can. Spins a web any size. Catches seeds just like flies. Look out! Here comes the Spider-Man. Welcome to the Real Appeal Podcast. This is your host and writer for your entertainment corner, Kelsey Loisel. And with me today is my co-host. Mark Salcido. Hi. <laughs> oh, Still with the last I, minute fucking with the I sound. Know. I'm I'm so paranoid with the sound. I'm like, shit, is it right? Is it not right? Is it okay? It's okay. Did I throw you off because I moved all the furniture? You did. You like, you know, I told you, like, your your place better be feng shui as fuck. And it's not. So we got to burn it down. <laughs> all over. It's not. I mean, they got to move everything again. No, I just need to dust some stuff off. This is better organize it. You have a lot of stuff. I just realized that. Yeah. A lot of stuff. That's what the fire is for. <laughs> That's what kids are for. <laughs> I literally gave them a... I literally gave them a list of things to do, mm-hmm. and then they immediately were at their father's house for the week. Oh, so. cool. cool! They're gonna they're gonna spend what the next week doing all that list of shit they have to do. Yeah, exactly. Good, 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 <laughs> good, 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 good. You know, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> there was no good segue into that. <laughs> Damn, I'm not using that after all now. That was going to be my quote. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when we don't, you know, compare notes and you want me to be surprised. I, 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 I want to be surprised. And you know what? You're right. Um, you can still use it. I don't want to use it now. It's got that, it's got that, that horrible segue stank on it. You no, know, you got to show me up. No, come on. I'm not going to do that. We, everybody knows that you're better than me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Period. All right. Well, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Real Appeal to Ease and Real. And you can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. Um, our, if you could please review us on iTunes, then we'll get noticed. Takes you a few seconds to do so. You waste more time wiping your butt. <laughs> Reviewing us on iTunes is free. Yeah, it's free, too. It doesn't cost anything. It gives us those... You know, like being a nice person? <sighs> Was there... I, I could have swore I saw a study saying that, like, if you're a nice person, it actually, like, costs you money or yeah. some shit. Yeah. We're doomed. <laughs> doomed! Our segments this week are the news, our recent review of Spider-Man No Way Home 2021, you are, know? Are you sure it's No Way Home and not Far From Home? <laughs> <laughs> Shh, no, I was supposed to know that. It was me. It was it was ambiguous, and now you let everyone know that it was me. Of course it was you. Blame you. Whatever. Look, look, I'm the one with the bad grammar. You're the one with the faulty memory when it comes to movies. That's how this, <laughs> that's how this dynamic works. <laughs> uh, our variety time. Mark is breaking his promise. <laughs> but I think it's worth it, because I was sad when he promised before that he wouldn't bring up another blackmail email. I thought... I. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you were getting tired of them. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think they're the best. I know. I f- I think this is what our fourth one recorded. I think it's the third one. Okay, so it's my fourth. It's my fourth blackmail email. And this is the third time we're talking about it. I f- I I should 
I should create some type of sound bite or some shit if this is going to be like a regular thing. I feel like I get one once a month now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in our geriatric cinematic is the 1966 version of Batman. Mm-hmm. Batman the movie. Yep. And uh, Mark, what's our topic? Let's get all the villains in here. Just all of them. All of them? All, all, all of them. Even crossing, you know, DC Marvel lines we want green goblin and catwoman i want i want i want batman 66 villains meet 2021 spider-man villains and just see that clusterfuck just go on caesar caesar romero just getting punched in the face by doc Ogg. i swear that's like they keep bringing them up because of how fucking stupid the villains are in the batman movie mm-hmm. but merman and Barnacle, oh, Barnacle Boy. Boy, yeah. It's like them mm-hmm. meeting like like serious villains of any type. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is going on in the news? Uh, what's happening in the news is that Spike Lee teams up with Netflix for a multi-year creative partnership. Um. The Academy Award-winning director Spike Lee and his 40 Acres and a Mule uh, production company uh, will form, or they already have, they formed a, a partnership with Netflix. Um, this is this comes after the successful collaboration of Spike Lee's uh, The Five Bloods and the series version of She's Gotta Have It. Um, I think this is good because... it. Spike Lee, Spike Lee, Spike Lee's been on a roll lately. Um, what was that movie he did? Uh, Black Klansman, that was successful. Got John David Washington really noticed. Uh, the Five Bloods got Spike Lee an Oscar for script writing. Um, it seems like he's working pretty well with that production company. And he's just like, all right, fuck it, let's just do this shit. He's trying to get that money. Also, the bag. like Netflix. Mm-hmm. I don't know about any other streaming service, but Netflix in particular is trying really hard to like, here's like black film, here's black documentaries, like here's, Mm. like they have a whole section on it. And even if other people are doing it, I think Netflix is probably more known for it. Yeah, you're right. I think, I think the only one maybe close enough is maybe Apple TV, but they're more like a multicultural kind of thing. Mm hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of Amazon Prime. Nothing really comes to mind when it comes to Amazon Prime. Except Michael B. Jordan's been working with them. But he's also been working with Netflix, too. So, yeah, I guess I think you're right. Yeah, I think Netflix is the one where a lot a lot of uh, black entertainers are going to. Oh, Shonda, Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes is working with Netflix. Yep. Producing all these shows and movies and whatnot. Well, Eva DuVernay did that. Um, oh, yeah. The, mm-hmm. the third, what they call the... 13th or something like that she did that and didn't she do when they see us yeah yeah well mm-hmm. yep, see, there you go that's what i'm saying they have like a whole section on like mm-hmm. black people got fucked over you better watch this shit <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the name of the section too black people got fucked over you better watch your shit you better watch this shit no yeah. they, no they're gonna be like no it's gonna be watch your shit <laughs> watch your shit okay yeah. now i feel threatened thanks uh no problem okay anyway <laughs> Uh, so we got a quote. It says, uh, there's no better way for me and my company, 40 Acres and a Mule Filmworks, to begin the new year than 
renew our partnership with Ted Scott and Anne Tendo. T- Tendo. Uh, the fearless leaders of Netflix. Lee wrote a statement announcing the deal. Uh, besides my joints, we together will focus on the new diverse storytellers youth must be uh, served. So that's a good sign. I mean, we're going to probably get like a lot of more, uh, maybe more black produced programs, TV shows or Netflix shows, uh, movies. What was that movie that uh, you had me watch? I think it was like See You Yesterday or something like that. The time travel movie. Yeah. Remember it was like two black kids and everything like that. Mm-hmm. That was a really good movie. I, I really enjoyed that. I did too. I think I watched it like three times. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see how that turns out. I imagine. I it's, also it's think it be. made me cry. Really? Yeah. What made you cry the first, second, third, all times or? I think it was like the first time. Mm-hmm. Then what? after that, I was like, I think I got really teary-eyed because i think i made the girls watch it the second time <laughs> and cadence was really bothered by it mm-hmm. you're like <laughs> you're like this is a, something really sad for me i'm gonna share it with my kids <laughs> yeah might as well yeah they have to understand uh the plight of the black individual Look, they're only half mexican they ain't shit true <laughs> <laughs> I, um yeah and unfortunately like their father doesn't really get them into their mexican culture does he no but i mean his family wasn't they're from mexico Uh they they never were in the culture either Mm -hmm. like they don't do dia de los muertos and i think that's also regional Mm -hmm. most people think that's all of mexico and it's not yeah um but he does remember riding a horse when he was like three or five years old or something that's riding it. the that's fields. All, that's all that's all he needs there you go <laughs> oh yeah and drinking unpasteurized milk there you go thousands of years of mexican culture just boom horse unpasteurized milk yep the end <laughs> um so what else is going on in the news um there's been a lot of speculation going on about the cinerama dome opening up maybe next year mm-hmm. um and then it all started with rumors about a liquor license being renewed um deadline actually learned that there's no reopening date set for the cinerama dome um not in 2022 but maybe 2023 Mm -hmm. um so part of what's going on is that the cinerama dome only has one screen yeah that's that's the thing like that's that is the cinerama dome just like that one screen it's just next to the arc light where it shares profit. It, it shares. It pretty much shares the same land. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you know, back then you just had the Cinerama Dome. That's it. There mm-hmm. was like that one thing. But obviously, times have changed. You know, the Arc like like owns half of it, or ha- or owns most of it. I forgot. What, actually, I don't want to say the Arc like. I forgot what's the real estate company. It's that like owns. Pacific something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not possible to open the cinerama dome by itself it doesn't make any money that way mm-hmm. so you have to also open the arc light yeah but which apparently needs renovations i know that we've been there multiple times yeah and that's so weird that it needs renovations and like the last time when was the last time we were there like i want to say it was after the pandemic i, f- I feel like we were there like I think the pandemic was was going on. They hadn't locked down everything. 
I feel like the last time we were actually at that theater, we saw uh, Jojo Rabbit. Oh, okay. In the Cinerama Dome. I think that might have been it, but... I mean, but you ha- you know you, you have to go through the arc like theater to get to the Cinema Dome, and Kelsey and I have been there multiple times, and it didn't look like it needed any, like, uh, renovation. It, yeah, any renovation. It looks so clean, fresh, and like still like fairly up to date and everything. Yeah. So, um, the entire Cinema Dome, and then Sister Hollywood ArcLight Cinemas. Um, I, I guess Decurion owns it. Mm-hmm. They own the whole property. Oh, okay. Um, That's what Deadline learned. Um, They're in the planning stages of undergoing refurbishments. Mm -hmm. No one knows what that means. No one knows. It's not set in stone. It's still in the planning stage. So, basically, no one knows when it's going to open. It's just, they probably just didn't want to let their liquor license lapse. Yeah, yeah. that, that, That does make sense. Maybe... Maybe we're maybe we're looking at this a bit wrong because we're thinking like nobody's been in there, it's fine, everything like that. But maybe like over time, thing there's not there's like no upkeep, no like making sure termites didn't come in or you know everything was like a okay. Maybe stuff's kind of slowly falling apart in the past year. I guess I don't. I don't or know. maybe they felt it was outdated and they mm. want to bring a fresher, fresher look at it. That's gonna cost a lot of money to do all that shit. I know, like. It's- not like they didn't lose money when, you know, they at least got, uh, what's the word? Ran out? Defaulted. Defaulted? Okay. Well, we'll have to wait and see. The, the reason why the reason why Kelsey and I bring, us, bring this up is because, you know, I mean, the I, I know. Dark light and the center of Doma are boo. Yeah. And I, I know it's a bit, it's a bit local news and everything like Los Angeles and stuff like that. But like, we, we love that place. Um. You know, we're kind of keeping our ear to ground, but like, when's it open? When's it open? Because a lot of theaters have opened up again. Um, I'm trying to think which which independent. Oh yeah, we found out that the Playhouse Seven was. Playhouse Seven's closing down. That's right. It's going to be turned into a bunch of uh, uh, apartments. Yeah. That sucks. I know that the Claremont Five is going to be closing soon. Well, I think within a year. That yeah, but they're cool. not going to be converting that to anything other than maybe more retail space or yeah. restaurant because it's right in that quad. Yeah, so yeah. So they can't turn it into apartments. Yeah, but still, like that, like that reminds me of like so many theaters on on uh, Broadway down mm-hmm. in L.A. Um, there's so many theaters that were there, and they're like they're either like jewelry shops or like clothing mm-hmm. stores now. Stuff, but like, like that. shitty ones. Yeah, like the only theater that's kind of actually still been really re- reopened and is actually been regular regularly use is um the million dollar theater mm. where the secret movie club um has like weekend showings and stuff like that over there you know uh, what bothers me about lemley is that no one knows who that is and his name's gonna be lost even more oh, yeah i did some research in it lemley was i forgot what the news i forgot where the name comes from but it was part- i know where it comes from yeah, it was part of like some like uh, a bunch of producers, right? Or it was like a producer. No, he created the movie camera. Oh, okay. He I'm... so he created the movie camera, and then guess who fucking stole that invention? Oh, you want Edison? Yes. And yeah. so he tried his best to outrun him by moving west, and they found like really good like sunshine and weather over here, mm-hmm. and he was like. He was okay out here, and they tried suing him, but they lost. Uh, Carl Lamley, a German-American film producer and co-founder 
until 1934 owner of Universal Pictures. Oh, he was the owner of Universal? Mm-hmm. That's why I remember seeing that. Um, you might be thinking of somebody else entirely. Mm-mm. Uh, connected to Maybe him. that's more what he's known for, but... Hmm. Not saying anything about it. Um... Anyway, 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 anyway. <laughs> and we're like both quiet, like looking it up. Like, I know. <laughs> so, no, look, look, this is people also ask, what did Carl Emily do to fight Edison? Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, he successfully sued the Edison Trust in mm-hmm. federal court under the Sherman Antitrust Act, holding that the trust was a monopoly and should be dissolved. So, basically, he fought Edison in a way that Edison wasn't used to, and oh, okay. he fucking won. So, wait, where did the camera thing come from? Because I, 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 there is a story, there is a story that, because um, Edison likes to say that he create, well, he, as he talks about it to this day, um, Edison has said that like he's created, he created like the 35 millimeter or like the camera, like camera recording process. Mm-hmm. And the story goes is that he actually met somebody who did create the camera and told Edison about it. Like they were on a train, like they were just traveling, they just happened to bump each other. Edison asked this dude hey, what is that? And everything tells them this and tells them, oh, this is moving pictures and blah, 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 and everything. And uh, by the end of that trip, uh, that dude did not get off that train. <laughs> they say he disappeared. Okay, and- so maybe I'm getting them mixed up or something. But mm. yeah, he was the uh, founder, one of the founders of Universal Studios. Yeah. He basically was around Chicago, Mm. that's where he was nationalized and then lived um and then i guess in 1906 he opened his first movie theater in chicago created his own company independent Mm. producers of america Mm. and then promoted stars like mary pickford okay so he was one of the original indies gotcha but then thomas edison's like nah fuck thomas edison i was all about that tesla uh okay is there is there anything else or we're gonna go further into like filming he'll story <laughs> no that's it okay uh so what do we got next next we're gonna do our recent review of spider-man no way home ever since i got bit by that spider i've only had one week where my life has felt normal that was when you found out Watch that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. We started getting some visitors. From every universe. Hello, Peter. I'm sorry, what was your name again? Dr. Otto Octavius. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, seriously, what's your actual name? There are others out there. We need to send them back. So, Scooby-Doo this crap. You know, all this is kind of your mess. I know a couple of magic words myself, starting with the word please. Please, Scooby-Doo this crap. The synopsis is, with Spider-Man's identity now revealed, Peter asks Doctor Strange for help. 
When a spell goes wrong, dangerous foes from other worlds start to appear, forcing Peter to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. Directed by John Watts, written by Chris McKenna and Eric Summers. It stars Tom Holland, Zendaya, Benedict Cumberbatch, Jacob Batalon, John Favreau, Jamie Foxx, Willem Dafoe, Alfred Merlina, and Benedict Wong. Yes. I didn't know that that guy's name was Benedict, too. So, like, what are the odds of having two people in a movie mm. and they're both named Benedict? That his last name is Wong, and he plays a character named Wong. <laughs> Here's one thing that you never thought would happen, and it did. Hmm. We had two Sherlocks on the silver screen at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And there was no Sherlock jokes in Infinity War. No, yeah, Infinity War Endgame. I know. Wasted opportunity. That's why <laughs> Spider-Man No Way From Home sucks. Now joking. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, yes, this is like one of the biggest movies. I would say it's probably the biggest movie that ever, that w- people were waiting for this year. Yeah. That's all everybody was just talking about leading up with Spider-Man. You know, yes, there was Shang-Chi. Yes, there was Black Widow. Hell, there's even some like Marvel TV shows. There's... People the Matrix about, came out. The Matrix is not out yet. Well, yeah, it's uh, coming out. It's coming but out. But I know a lot of people are waiting for that one. A lot of people are waiting for that one. Um, I got a few things we can share about that next week. <laughs> uh, but this one, like, this was, I, I would say people have been waiting for this movie since the end of uh, Far From Home. Um, and I have to say that I fucking love this movie. This is, I don't want to say this is my favorite Spider-Man movie because Into the Spider-Verse like has that title. Mm-hmm. Like I've watched, I've rewatched that movie so many times. It's so fucking great. Um, but Spider-Man No Way From Home is a very. No Way From Home? Yeah, No Way From Home. Yeah. <laughs> no Way Home is definitely a close second. Um, I, I don't think I told you this. Almost the entire time that. I was. We were watching this movie. My heart was racing. You did tell me. Did I tell you? Mm-hmm. Okay. My heart was racing almost <laughs> during the, almost the entire movie because I'm like, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? <laughs> <laughs> Even like Peter Parker will walk down the street. Oh my god! <laughs> Freaking out. Uh, Kelsey, what what did you think about think about this movie? I thought it was great mm-hmm. well i know that other people had huge anticipation for this film because mm-hmm. of all the rumors that were swirling about it mm-hmm. um everyone not everyone but most people really like this version of spider-man mm-hmm. so obviously there was like the way the last one ended people wanted more yeah um then there's like the whole comic book fans who like the movies blah 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 yeah i didn't really have a lot of expectation for it. I know I was wanting to see it. I knew it was going to be good, but I just didn't have it as hyped up in my heart as you did. Yeah, and I, and I think that's because I think one of those uh, some of that is because you know I didn't come from comics. You didn't come from comics, but not even just from comics. You never even really watched the Spider Man like the other Spider Man movies. I watched a comic. I mean, a comic in, uh, um, uh, you know, a cartoon series in the 90s or the 2000s. Yeah. Okay. So you watch the Fox 90s cartoon of Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. Um, but like, and I remember that 
I remember I sat you down. Well, actually, before we, before we actually saw uh, No Way Home, I remember I sat you down so we can watch the first Spider-Man movie. And then I, I know you did watch the second one with Doc Ock. And we did a whole episode on that and Far From Home. Um, but, like, you have, like, almost no point of reference what even comes from, like, the amazing Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. You've never seen any of those movies. Right. Okay. Um, but you still have, like... I know you can, I, you know, as you said, you appreciate this film, especially for what it was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> it's like, so I know that you had actually said, let's just get into the, the spoilers. <laughs> I know, just what to mention that. <laughs> yeah, because um, a lot happens. Mm-hmm. But I kind of do think that for the people who haven't seen it yet, we should at least talk about overall the performance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. overall the cinematography <laughs> and the directing okay okay so so we're not spoiling it okay but can get a taste okay so from i don't even know how to ask you this question because i'm like i don't spoil it um okay so tom holland yeah you know some some are saying he's even saying that this might be his last spider-man movie Mm-hmm. You know that doesn't say anything. What's gonna happen in the movie? He just he just he's kind of getting to a point where he's like, I think I'm just, just done with this. Well, he also doesn't know, yeah, the future of, of that character sp- right now. Plus, he's taking a break. Yeah, yeah. I know that there is a con- there is a couple things in his contract or with Sony and Marvel that um, there's one more movie with him, and then there's one more one more appearance in a MCU. It's a yo, an MCU <laughs> film. So you know we might see him again pop up anywhere. We just don't know where. Um, so with that being said, like, what did you think of Tom Holland as as Peter Parker this time around? <sighs> he he makes me feel all the feels. Really, all the fucking feels. Okay. He was scared at times mm-hmm. he was sad at times mm-hmm. he was excited at times like he i feel like i could live vicariously through him mm. he could play in anything and i would just be a vegetable for the rest of my life and experience life through him really okay okay i feel like he's such like a almost like a lightning rod for like mm. emotion yeah like he's a because he's, he's a legit actor. Um, what was that movie that we saw where he did? Uh, Cherry? Yeah. Like, for, I mean, for for all, you know, the issue with that movie, his acting was, like, really... His acting was actually good in in that movie. Yeah. Um, and he seems to have kind of... He seems to obviously have... He carries that, you know, that talent within this film. I mean, he's done it in the, in the previous Spider-Man films and the MCU films, but it seems like, okay, he's like... Like, I honestly feel like he's getting better. Like, he was already good, but I feel like he's getting better. And also, like, if you're going to go that route, Mm -hmm. I feel like this was maybe one of the best spots for him to grow. Oh, yeah. Because everyone already loves the Spider-Man character. Yeah, yeah. He's, if if I remember correctly, Spider-Man is Marvel Comics, like, most popular character. That's the comic that just sells a lot. I also think I saw an interview that he had done with someone where he was saying that Zendaya really pushed him to grow. Oh, okay. Like he, he sort of credits her for his growth. Yeah. And she, and she's talent in her own right. Um, just Plus, like, you a, know, you always listen to the woman. Oh my God. That's such a womanly thing to say. 
Look, they always have your best interests at heart, except when they don't. <laughs> that, I, that always part, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> That's why I said, except when they don't. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, even like Zen, Zendaya, it's, it's, I keep, it's Zendaya, right? Zendaya. Zendaya. Okay, thank you. Zendaya, she, even her character has grown uh, a lot in this movie. It's, it's weird because, oh, it's not that it's weird, but you see like a, a progress within these characters and like like zendaya where like in the in uh homecoming she's more just like oh the girl he has a crush or the girl that might have a crush on him and she's kind of like in the background and everything right Mm -hmm. and then in the second one in far from home she's more of the the unattainable like romance the one that parker wants to be with but she's just not really feeling him at the time and stuff like that right Mm -hmm. and this one she's more like okay the romance is there but like she's like helping parker through like these trials and tribulations that he's going through i also feel like there's a growth in the characters not Mm -hmm. just the actors but Mm -hmm. the characters oh yeah absolutely because in in homecoming they're kids yeah and no way home they're still kids but they're on the cusp of like adulthood adulthood and and they've grown like Mm -hmm. even mj she's still who she is but like Mm. it's not annoying i mean it wasn't that annoying before but it was a little annoying no i get what you're saying i get what you're saying um that whole like teenage angst bullshit yeah she got and you had mentioned this when we were walking out of the theater that um that she kind of reminds me of of my daughter Oh, yeah. Like, certain way, like, my daughter hasn't gotten to, like, the cool part where Zendaya's at right now, which I'm, like, waiting for that. I still think she's really fucking cool. Yeah, I know, but she's still got, like, the the angst and shit like that. And then, like, the stuff that when, like, you're not around, and I've told you this, I've told you stories about this, how there are times where I'm just like, oh, like, what the fuck is wrong with this child? Like, you you as a a parent, and... Mm -hmm. As a uh, having a daughter that's what three years older than Leia, you're kind of like in it. You're like well, in I that have shit. a daughter that eats dish soap, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you sent me that text. I was like, "What in the fuck I is know. wrong with her?" I showed that to coworkers today, and every single time was silence. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, exactly. Can't wait to talk to. Can't wait to talk to your youngest about that. <laughs> you hungry? There's some soap, some soap dish in there. I'm just going to call her dish soap girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, so with that being said, what did you think about uh, what's the homeboy who uh, plays Ned? Um, oh, his uh, voice Jacob. got so deep. Oh, yeah, seriously. Jacob uh, Battleon? Yeah, Jacob Battle. I always like Jacob Battle. Like, I've, I, I think I've only seen him just in these Spider-Man movies, mm-hmm. but I always like seeing that dude. I've seen plenty of interviews with him and just him just like interacting and stuff like that. He seems like just a really chill individual. But yeah, his voice got deep. You know what's funny is like, I think he's also helped kind of cement mm-hmm. the growth of the characters. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not just a little tweaky little kid who's like, oh, my God, you're my favorite person ever. Mm-hmm. He's older now and like he still has that love for his best friend, but he's not like super high energy, annoying little boy. Yeah, there's like an obvious level of like maturity that he has gone through uh, yeah. behind the scenes that he's doing. And even MJ and him and his character are like. They're all three of them a unit mm-hmm. and not just him and Peter Parker. 
Oh yeah, like like they're like it's 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 funny. It's like it's like this was this was like the version of of Luke Han and Leia that we should have gotten in like the more recent Star Wars movies. Yeah, this is like this is like this was a bit it. Like these are like the people that it's like oh, okay. This is totally like their their interactions and stuff like that. Like they've gone through like New Hope, Empire, and Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. This is like their arc and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's like their chemistry works so well. Like you can tell there's like a a mass level of like love and respect for one another, and like great chemistry of like bouncing off each other. And I think that also kind of goes into the direction of of John Watts's direction because he's he's actually the only director that's di- uh, nothing that back on. Okay, in the most the MCU films, he's the only director that's stuck around for like an entire trilogy. Mm-hmm. John Favreau has even been around. He's the one who jumped, who kickstarted the whole MCU. Um, and you even see like an evolution in like John Watts' uh, direction where in the second one, it's in the, in the, in Homecoming, it's like fun, right? Mm-hmm. In the second one, it's like, it's fun, but like there's a mixture of like drama that doesn't like mesh well with it. Yeah, I remember there were some issues with it and it's like, okay, do you want to be, I felt like, I've had dreams mm-hmm. recently where I felt like I was in another country mm-hmm. and I really was stuck there and I had no money and I couldn't get home. Mm-hmm. That's how um, Far From Home made me feel. Okay. <laughs> like I was stuck <laughs> in another country. Yeah. And then in No Way Home, this is like a perfect mixture of like comedy and like drama. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit more on the drama side because of the stakes that have like been uh, set out and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But... Like, I think his directing has gone better, even, like, with his uh, action directing. Yeah. Um, I do have a bit of issue with some of the CGI. I'm not saying the CGI looks bad. Like, this is Marvel money shit. So, the CGI doesn't necessarily look bad. But, like, there's, like, something... And we'll get into it in the spoilers. Like, near the end, where it's kind of like a CGI field kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, I'm just looking at, like, a computer. Like, work now. Like, it felt... It felt a bit lifeless mm-hmm. for some of this for some of this stuff um especially especially like it's some of the low lighting scenes like there was some stuff i was like i can't i could see what's going on but it was like too dark i don't know if it was the projection or they just didn't have enough lighting or something like that but some of it i was just like i can't i can barely tell what the fuck's going on gotcha um i think that that, that honestly i think that might be my like my well, I want to say that one. I said that's probably like my biggest negative. I have small other smaller issues, but I think the biggest negative is that sometimes it just looks too fucking dark. Maybe they, you know, low key want to be more like DC. <laughs> Girl, you shut your whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Spoilers. Let's go. You want to do spoilers? Yeah, I wasn't even going to wait for you to ask me. Let's go. All right. All right. All right. Come on. All right. Let's go. Wait, wait. Do I have a cute up? Have a cute up? Okay. <laughs> All right, so we're going to hop in the spoiler section. We're going to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home, blah, 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 blah. Here's the spoiler bumper. Hi. Weren't you trying to take your face out with your headphones again? Yes, on purpose. <laughs> That was funny. <laughs> anyway, all right. The way you were dancing to the music, you're almost headbutting my monitor. I know. It's, <laughs> Should have headbutt the mic. Okay, Spider Man. 
My God, it was so amazing seeing fucking Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in this fucking movie. <laughs> actually, actually, no, 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 no. That part's amazing. The big oh, holy shit moment is seeing fucking Charlie Cox as Daredevil, Matt Murdock. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's been long rumored, long speculated that he's going to show up, all this kind of stuff. But it's so fucking awesome just to see him, like, in an MCU film. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit, it's here. He's here. He's here. And all, like, as soon as he showed up, I'm like, I want to, like, I'm, I'm, I was already like, I want more. I want more. Put him in the whole movie. Fuck it. Put him in the whole movie. <laughs> Have him fight alongside the other Spider-Man and shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you want to add to it? <laughs> <laughs> I love Matt Murdock. Mm-hmm. I love, and I love um, Charlie Cox's him. Mm-hmm. And I, I have that level of love for him, but I'm not going to say that it overshadows Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield. No, no, no. It 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 does it 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 does it. It's just like because like you know these type of movies, you know where it's gonna be like a big cameo or surprise cameo. They like do that like like kind of in the middle of the movie or way later on or something like that. But just the fact they kind of like throw that in there at the mm. beginning, like boom. And not only that, like there's that scene where uh, after everybody knows who Spider Man is and they find out where he lives, they throw like a brick through the window and like he catches it. Oh yeah, and they're like, "How did you do that?" Yeah, He's like, I'm an amazing fucking lawyer. I'm an <laughs> yeah. amazing lawyer. He's like, I'm a really, I'm a really good lawyer. Like, because <laughs> yeah, before that, he was like, "You're gonna need a really good lawyer." Uh-huh. And then he catches a brick. Like, How'd you do that? I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which I, which like I said, I thought, I thought seeing him, you know, it. I mean, it, it kind of like it opens the door of like who else they can bring into the MCU. There's a, there's a lot of talks that um, actually there there was a story that Screen Geek, Screen Geek had dropped that supposedly uh, Marvel's asking uh, John Barathol to come back as the Punisher, mm-hmm. and Barathol did say that like he doesn't want to come back if it's too goofy. He wants it to he because he he loves that character. He likes the seriousness, the darkness of that character. Um, and I can picture Marvel going that route because especially like they're doing like Moon Knight, which is like a dark and bloody character. Mm-hmm. So that might be a possibility. Um, but like the, the inclusion of Matt Murdock and then what happened, uh, you know, we won't say it. We won't say it exactly because we're not talking about Hawkeye, but the person who shows up in Hawkeye, it's like, OK, they're starting to like integrate some of these these uh, Netflix shows mm-hmm. into their shit. I don't want to see Iron Fist. I don't want to see Iron Fist at all. I don't want to see their version of Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah, I don't definitely. But if see they that. reboot it, yeah, that would fine. work. Maybe Jessica Jones. I I dug her in the first season. Um, what was her name? Something. What's Jessica? You get you this look like. Because mm. I saw the second season. And I, and I guess it wasn't that good. It was awful. Why? Because <laughs> <laughs> the acting was bad. Uh-huh. The writing was bad. The fucking Kristen Kristen Ritter, that's her name. Yeah, I love her. Um, it was just bad. Maybe bring in uh, Mike Coulter's. He got he gets. Yeah, I was gonna say Luke Cage. He's got to do some better acting though. Like he's got to. I don't. Like, he has a show on uh, CBS called Evil, which I heard is good, but <clears throat> I don't know. Mike Coulter, maybe. Anyway, um, you know what they should do. Hmm. Use Cuba Gooding Jr. Junior. No. And then no. recast him. No. <laughs> Just no. 
Okay. He won an Oscar. That was like 20 years ago. But no. it worked for Iron Man, you know? <sighs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so, I know. I know. Okay, I know. Jesse Smollett. Girl, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jesse Smollett. <laughs> the boy's got problems. Anyway. Okay, so the villains. What did you think of the inclusion of the villains? Of Ock, Green Goblin, and all the others? It was bittersweet for me. How so? First of all, I didn't know who half of them were. Mm, yeah, oh. I had to like lean over and be like, well, that's this one. He was in this one. This is what happened. <laughs> Um, I was really intrigued by the sand guy. Oh, Hayden Christensen, uh, uh, the Sandman. Yeah, yeah, I was really intrigued by him. I like, I wanted to know more about him. Yeah, it was like, yeah, because this character comes in Spider-Man Three. He starts off as a bad guy and becomes a good guy later on. Um, yeah, but then this one, he's like, kind of like, okay, I, I think I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, and then and he's like. No, I just don't fucking trust anybody. And then he's a bad guy again. Well, I mean, it makes sense because his his whole thing is like, I want to go home. That and that was his whole thing. While all the other ones, especially like Green Goblin, was like, I first of all, well, actually, let me well, finish, let me, def- let me finish my thought because okay. we'll we'll jump on that. But yeah, you know how Green Goblin's like the madman trying to kill Parker, Doc Ock, you know, trying to kill Parker and stuff like mm. that. Um, even more so with like Electro, because even Electro was kind of like. All right, like we'll see what this is about and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hayden Christensen, what, like what's going on with his character? It makes sense because that is how his character rolls. Like because when him and Parker split at, at the end of Spider-Man Three, they were on good terms. So it made perfect sense that like he would show up and be like, "Oh, here I'm going to help you, Spider-Man." You yeah. Know? So that made complete sense. Um, so I wasn't too like. I wasn't too like. Yeah, like I like I, I enjoyed his performance and him kind of like coming back. I thought it was funny how it's mainly him in CGI, like in sand form. Like he did like a lot. Of, like he did, most of his role was like a was a was just doing voice acting. Yeah, and I I kind of figured that he was just like, yeah, guys, I don't really want to be on set, <laughs> <laughs> or he didn't want to get like a, a certain physique because he was like big in Spider Man Three, and over time he's gotten like a lot smaller. He's not of the same size so, so he probably was just like i'm not gonna get that big again guys so you just do some voice work with me <laughs> like, yeah that's it um but i didn't finish my bittersweet comment oh yeah sorry sorry uh they're old who the villains the, the actors yeah like for me it's bittersweet because it's like almost sad in a way like they were able to reprise their roles really well. I did mm-hmm. not like Jamie Foxx at all. Um, okay, you say that now, but whenever I show you Amazing Spider-Man Two, you're gonna be like, "Holy shit, that's bad!" I just don't like Jamie Foxx. Whatever, you just don't like Joey. Yeah, okay, I like. I think J- the okay, only I mean, thing I've seen him in that I really enjoyed mm-hmm. was Django. Okay, that's it. <laughs> I like Jamie Foxx. I mean, some of his acting is ridiculous at times, but I like him. I'm but, not saying as a person he's a shitty person. I'm no, just, no, no. I'm saying like some of his act, some of his acting is good. Like you know, then you have to show it to me because I ain't seeing it. Okay. <laughs> I got. I'll show you Ray. Ray's a good. That's the one. Oh, you I did see that one. I did watch that yeah. one. I did like that one. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> then what the fuck? What? <laughs> then what the fuck? I don't know. You have to ask yourself that question. <laughs> no. Why is he so bad? 
he's not, well why is he like is it like he's picking and choosing what what he wants to be good in i mean i mean in the, like let's just say nicholas cage for example there's an oscar right <laughs> yeah. but he can be bad. I think. I think it, it really depends on the material. I. I think mm. it depends on the material. But and and within this film, I thought. I thought he was decent. I thought he was good. I didn't mind his his performance. I didn't like it. I thought he was kind of dragging down everybody else. I don't. He, he, I, okay. With that being said, I, I would say he's the weakest. Uh, yeah. Out of out of the the sinister five. Um. Yeah. Like it's weird because. I'm just trying to like give you a reason why. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I didn't see his transformation into the villain in mm-hmm. the other movie, mm-hmm. but also he just is a big old fucking stupid meathead in this movie. Like, mm, yeah, and he's and he's he is uh, Thomas Hayden. Sorry, Thomas Hayden Church. I keep saying Thomas Christensen. That's that's Anakin Skywalker. That's why I was like, he didn't look like Anakin. Yeah, that's my <laughs> mistake. I'm so sorry. Yeah, Thomas Hayden Church. Uh, but uh, where we're at. Uh, oh yeah, <sighs> yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't act as as much of a scientist as he did in Amazing yeah. Sp- Amazing Spider-Man. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Um. So yeah, but it's just funny. Like to me, it's like it's sad because they were younger when they were the original villains in the Spider-Man movies. And Mm -hmm. then now they're older Mm -hmm. and they've done just as well, but you can still see their age. So to me, it's like watching your, like they're all together and you're Mm -hmm. watching your idols age. Like I didn't really get that sense, especially like with the de-aging that they did for, uh, Afro, uh, Afro Alfred Molini. Molina. Molina. Thank you. Um, I thought, I didn't, I didn't really see it. I didn't really see that. Even like with William Defoe, I don't even know if they even really de-aged him. Um, but when I saw William Defoe, I was just like, "Yo, dude, you still got it." Like he, like I, like I felt like he was still Harry Osborn like a year ago in the in the first Spider-Man movie. Gotcha. Yeah. I disagree, but I feel like their acting was just as good, if not better, those two specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in this film, but I definitely saw their age. Maybe that's because you think yeah. all white people look the same. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I take that back. I take that back. I don't think Jamie Foxx was the weakest. I see. This is why I don't think he's the weakest. I think it's the dude who, uh, homeboy, he played the lizard. I think he was the weakest because I almost well, completely. Well, because he for- didn't have any screen time. Yeah, like I almost completely forgot he was in this fucking movie. Like as we're talking about, it, I was like, oh yeah, lizard was in it. No, but I, I feel like he even added more because he was like, yeah, all I wanted was everyone to be a fucking lizard. Like it made sense, mm-hmm. you know. And he's not an idiot. He just obviously something was wrong with his brain. Yeah, okay. Jamie Foxx's character, I was like, dude, I'm gonna just punch you oh, until you yeah. die. Plus, like, I, I and this, I guess this is like my comic book knowledge and everything. Like, I, I don't really like smart lizard because lizard is like this savage beast and stuff like that who has a oh, level. Of I remember him in the in the, I think the fox and the fox cartoon, mm-hmm. and he was always like the worst fucking villain <laughs> yeah, yeah you're like oh fuck here he is again oh my god spider-man's <laughs> gonna die this time and that's very jason saying that oh fuck here comes lizard <laughs> spider-man watch out oh he scratched you that hurt <laughs> <laughs> as he makes us yeah okay so okay so in terms of action what did you what did you think of of it this time around the action mm-hmm. um i really enjoyed 
almost all of it. Mm-hmm. There was something that I thought was really cool that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember what it was. That's great. <laughs> great. I, I think it. it had to do with him using his webs and like how he was fighting. <sighs> I think uh, Green Goblin. Using his webs and fighting Green Goblin. Okay, I think it was when they were in the building. Oh, oh yeah, let's talk about that. That shit was fucking brutal. Yeah. Like, it actually kind of reminded me of the first Spider-Man when uh, the Green Goblin got the jump, on, the jump on Spider-Man. And he's just, like, punching the living shit out of him and, like, really fucking him up. Mm-hmm. And how Spider-Man can't keep up. And this time around, it's kind of like the same thing, but like Spider Man's like wailing on him, and the Green Goblin is just like smiling, like that's how that's how hard you can hit me, like hit me fucking harder. Mm-hmm. And but also the smiling is like you're just as fucked up as I am. No, I, I see. I I took the I see. I saw that that level of thought from the Green Goblin like later on. Oh, okay. But I think within this one, he was just like. Like, that's the best you got. Like, he's almost enjoying it. Like, this is the best you got. Like, come on, man. Like, hit, like, fucking hit me, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, to the point where he's, like, throwing him through, like, the floors and through the ceilings and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And even, like, when Spider-Man's trying to get away, he's just like, nah, nah, dog, I got your ass. Like, your yeah. ass is mine and shit. <laughs> um, the reason why I saw it that way is mm-hmm. because that was always his thing. Yeah. We're the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it didn't matter what universe they were in. They're mm-hmm. the fucking same because you want to be like you're different. You're not human anymore. Mm-hmm. So obviously, like mm-hmm. fucking be who you're gonna be. Like yeah. fucking hurt people. Yeah, and he was like obviously he was like trying to like morally corrupt him and everything like that. Like there's that part where where he's like where Green Goblin's like I'm gonna take your moral compass away and like fucks up uh, Aunt May. And, you know, fucks, the, her, fucks her up or does what to her well he like he fucks her up right mm-hmm. like he like hits her with a glider right and i remember when i saw that when he hit her with the glider i was like oh she's dead and then she yeah, like and then she like got up i was like wait what i know i thought that was a kind of stupid misdirect yeah yeah um i i did like how they kind of changed up the famous like with great power comes great responsibility they gave it to aunt may instead of yeah. ben parker However, I think it's funny how in this entire trilogy, there's like little to no mention of Ben Parker, like whatsoever. <laughs> even like, even like when Peter sees Aunt May's tombstone, there's no Ben Parker tombstone like next to hers or anything. Yeah, like she's just like, yeah, I just have a tombstone over here. Like, fuck that guy. Like, like what the <laughs> fuck happened to that, that whole thing? <laughs> there's no Ben Parker in that universe. That's all. I think he's still alive, somewhere. Do you think that they were supposed to meet? What, uh, Peter and, and, and his uncle, Uncle Ben? No, no, no. Aunt May. And, like, it would be, like, Ben with some different name, but he took her last name, but then they never get to meet because she died before they could meet. No. They were married. They were, they were together. They just, like, no mention. Because I, because I remember in, uh, Homecoming, he does mention Uncle Ben, but he doesn't really... It's like a f- couple lines, and uh. it's like a serious moment. Like, oh, yeah, my Uncle Ben, he... Like, kind of like he told me, and then he kind of like... Kind of like... Trails off. Trails off and shit like that. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, uh, that whole... The whole Aunt Megan kid, like, she has died in the comics before, mm-hmm. or she has been shot and stuff like that, but I did not expect it in this movie. I was like, holy shit, did they really just fucking kill Aunt May? Yeah. And, um... I like that they did. 
Yeah, like if you think about it, and if you if you think about it, like these previous Spider-Man movies, like Parker has like gone through these trials and tribulations to like defeat these uh, bad guys or the, the villains or whatever, <laughs> help out the Avengers and stuff like that. But he's never really had something to be on his own. You know, like, I mean, even like in the first Spider-Man movie, he had uh, Tony Stark. Tony mm-hmm. Stark gave him his suit. You know, he he started with like the bare minimum. And then like within like, what, maybe like 20 minutes of the movie, he got like the new suit. Mm-hmm. And then he's always had like that benefactor of Tony Stark, right? Mm-hmm. This one, it was like, oh, we're taking all that away now. Now we're actually getting the Spider-Man that you have read in the comics where he's alone. He has... No special suit. He has to rely fully on his powers and everything. Even like with like the costume, how we get like the final. Finally, we get like the classic costume, mm-hmm. a Spider Man. Now he's like, it's like a true level of like growth of like he was a kid. Now he is an adult mm-hmm. by the end of the movie, which I was just like, cool. We are done with the kid era now. Yep. Like, there's no reason to go back to it. What's like a reboot would be fucking stupid. And annoying. Yeah, and annoying. Now it's like, cool, let's get the adult Peter Parker. The actual, like, guy who's, like, the loser who, like, can never tell anybody he's Spider-Man because it's going to, like, fuck everything up and shit like that. Yeah. Um, I knew mm-hmm. he was going to do the thing that he did. What thing? After everyone forgot who he was. Mm-hmm. I knew he wasn't going to tell MJ. Oh, Mary Jane? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. It'd, it'd be totally stupid if he you did You mean tell Michelle it. Jones? <laughs> yeah what's wrong with that <laughs> I, I was I was never complaining about that I was like alright I see you Michelle <laughs> um, okay that, that's uh, Dish Soap Girl's middle name oh yeah <sighs> Dish Soap Dish, Dish Soap Michelle <laughs> let's call her that uh, okay so let's talk about the the three Spider-Man like Let's let's talk about. Oh, they had the moment. Which which one? The pointy moment. Oh yeah, yeah. They had yeah. First off the top, they had the mean moment where it's three Spider-Man all pointing to each other. Love it, I love it. <laughs> you you got a sense. You really got a sense that Marvel and then like the writers and John Watt, they were like, hey, what are the conversations people are having about Spider-Man, and how can we incorporate that into this movie? They understood the assignment. Exactly. Straight <laughs> up. Like 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 the fact that like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man and P- and Tom Holland's Spider-Man, they all have web shooters, but Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man doesn't. And they had a full-on conversation about <laughs> they that. Did. Which is like I like just a side note. I remember like when 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 Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire finally showed up, I was like, we still got a whole hour. Fuck yes, this is great. I know. <laughs> Even in the theater, you're like, oh fuck, we got an hour. Wow. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, they had a whole conversation of like, where does the web come from? Like, is that the only place where it comes from? Which <laughs> 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 I thought was great. Um I even I even really enjoyed the part where they're they're all working in a lab. That's a straight up like comic book kind of thing. All these Spider Man working together in a lab and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I thought that I really enjoyed like their whole chemistry with each other. Like they were fucking phenomenal. I think that's great too. I guess there's one thing that I don't understand. And that you know, you can kinda of correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. But the animated Spider-Man 
series that I watched, mm-hmm. I felt like Peter Parker in that series was much more scientific mm-hmm. and a lot smarter. Mm-hmm. And the Spider-Man in like this trilogy, mm-hmm. I love him to death. But I felt like he was just riding on, like off of Tony Stark's intelligence. Like mm. he was just given all this fucking tech. Yeah, that yeah that does make sense. I mean, <clears throat> so it's kind of weird to me. Like, yeah, he's he wants to go to MIT. Cool, but mm. like, <clears throat> I don't see him living up to that scientific um, standard. Uh, yeah, I, I will admit that. Like, if is is. If I can try to remember in the in the Tom Holland films, he doesn't really do, he he doesn't really do the whole scientific thing a whole lot. I mean, he does create his own web shooter, um, mm-hmm. and he's able to like work with um, uh, like Stark Tech and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. even like with Stark Tech, it's still a level of like we're it, holding your hand. Yeah, because it's kind of- already like it self diagnoses. <laughs> it does all this shit. Yeah, so like yeah. all you have to do is basically tell it something in it. Yeah. And it's like the thing, the reason why I bring it up is because at the end, when all is said and done and everyone's forgotten about him and he basically has everything in his hands, that's all he owns, and he has this apartment, and he pulls out his suit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like, he's done. He doesn't, he can't get back to that technology because Happy doesn't know who he is. Mm-hmm. So, like, like, what's he going to do now? Like, and it sucks because yeah. I feel like you're so used to him being like this big character now mm-hmm. it's, it feels even though it's truer to what it used to be mm-hmm. it feels watered down to me I, that's the or thing. like you're starting over that's the thing I, it, you can you can say that it's kind of in a way a soft reboot because they essentially stripped down the character mm-hmm. to like you said to what we know him as um and even in like i said even in the comics um I mean, obviously, like later on the issues, he he starts using different armor, different tech, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, because it's in this one, he has because in the previous movies, he he like I said, he relied on his tech and not much on his wits. Mm -hmm. Now, and and what's going to happen further on? He's going to have to obviously rely on his wits and his and his powers and stuff like that. I think in this one, we got we start getting more of it, like the part where him and. him and and Norman Osborn were like working together to help uh, Doc Ock. Like when they were coming with all the cures and all the texts and stuff like that, we got more of. Oh, this is the intelligent Peter Parker that like I, we should have gotten more often throughout the series. Kind of, except I felt like it wasn't as much Peter Parker as it was Stark Tech. That's, that's, see, well, see, that's the thing. Like, I, 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 I see it as half and half. But like, when when we actually get like away from the Star Tech and then uh, Holland's Parker working with the other Peter Parkers, I mm-hmm. think that's when we're like, okay, cool. This is like the smart Peter Parker. This is yeah. coming out. Um, I'm not. I'm not saying like you're wrong. I completely agree with you. I just think in this one we got a little bit more of it than we did in the previous movies. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm not, I don't want to sound like it's disappointing me. It's mm. not. It's just, um, I guess, a departure from what, what I'm used to. So yeah. it's sad to me because it feels like the end of something that I got used to. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get you. I get you. And I and I think that's, obviously, that, that was the purpose on Marvel. Um, like I said, to kind of break that character down, mm-hmm. strip yeah. it down, be like, okay, this is it. In a way, like, 
in a way, it's like Marvel. It's it, it's kind of like Marvel saying goodbye to the Spider-Man character because Sony owns the rights, the filmmaking rights to do whatever they want. And so, and Marvel was like, "Oh, all this stuff we helped build, like for you guys, the Star Tech, the character, and all this kind of stuff. We're just gonna just yoink, like take yeah, that away, yeah. get rid of it. Now, you know what? Fresh start. You guys fix this shit. Now, you guys work on this shit because Marvel could do whatever they wanted with it and make it great. Yeah. But Sony would have to Sony figure would, it out, yeah. and they would not do it well. Yeah, I mean, their record shows that they have issues with fucking that Spider-Man character, or like the universe. You know, like." A Morbius movie. Who the fuck cares about Morbius? He looks really strange to me. I remember the last time I saw the trailer, his face. I'm mm-hmm. like, why does he look like that? Because he's turning into a vampire? But he doesn't look like a vampire. He looked like... I don't know. I have to look at it again and then I'll remember what I was okay. thinking. But he didn't look anything like a bat or a vampire. He just looked weird. <laughs> Well, it's just Jared Leto's face. Just looking weird. He definitely doesn't know what inflection means. Oh, yeah. <laughs> His inflections are weird. Yeah. Um, so, uh, one thing... I, I'm actually glad they... I'm so glad they didn't do this. So, Sony, at the end of... This is a spoiler for Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Okay. Um, in the post credit scene, Venom... Uh, Eddie Brock and Venom are transported to the mcu universe right because of what uh what what dr strange did and that's like the post-credit scene right like oh he's in the mcu now holy shit right mm-hmm. and people were like oh holy shit eddie brock's gonna be tom holland spider-man oh my god blah blah, blah right mm-hmm. doesn't show up at all not to the post-credit scene <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like getting drunk in the bar and Take, taken right back out of the MCU. Like, Sony was like, oh, no, uh, uh, Eddie Brock's in, uh, what's his name? Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock is definitely in the MCU. <laughs> and MCU was like, nah, he ain't. <laughs> fuck that noise. <laughs> but I, thought, I thought that was like a big fuck you to Sony for, the, yeah. for doing that. Even though a piece of the symbiote is got, like, left behind. got left behind. So I'm like, okay, it makes... I honestly, like, the next, you know, whatever's going to do with the next Spider-Man movie, I would not mind the symbiote, like, coming out and getting him. But I I don't know. I, I'm kind of conflicted. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing him, seeing Peter Parker rock the the black suit. But I think that should be definitely, like, maybe later down the line because there's a there's talks and rumors and everything. I had a I had a talk with Jay from the Nerdpocalypse. We were, like, theorizing what's going to happen with the next Spider-Man um, movies. You mean the guy who pointed out that I accidentally put Far From Home? Yes. That was hilarious. Was it? Yeah. Clearly, you need to stay, stay on your game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but him, him and I were talking, and... We we both came came to the conclusion that like oh secret the the next big Marvel event is gonna be Secret Wars, and in Secret Wars, Parker puts he gets the, the he creates a symbiote suit. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that's the perfect time to have that have the character have the suit on, mm-hmm. and then as it like slowly starts like fucking with his head, it starts becoming the villain. Blah blah blah. Maybe we have like a movie where like there's a whole much a whole bunch of conflict with that suit, and then mm-hmm. like by the end of the movie. 
the suit is off or some shit like that, right? And in, in that time, we build the Eddie, the actual Eddie Brock character. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of, like, how they did in Spider-Man 3, where, like, they forced it into the movie, mm-hmm. we get, like, maybe one or one and a half movies of Eddie Brock. Like, oh, okay, now I see why there's so much hatred between those two characters. Or Eddie Brock towards uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, that car with the, the I have a big dick muffler thing, so, too. <laughs> um, did you cry during this movie? I want to say no. I had internal tears, but they were tears of joy. Ah. Because to see, like, like I said, to see all these Spider-Man into like together, these like little jokes, like the fact that the whole, there's the whole my back mm-hmm. joke, which is like a, been a running gag in the in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man movies. Um, their whole interaction. I like, for example, I love that that Andrew Garfield's uh, Spider-Man got got closure by saving uh, Mary Jane. That's the part that mm-hmm. I actually cried. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Go into detail. I didn't watch any of his films mm-hmm. at all. Oh, the, just, that's any just... any of Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Actually, I don't think I've ever seen an Andrew Garfield movie, period. Yeah, you have. Which one? Social Network. Okay, that's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't see... Uh, the spider-man movies Mm -hmm. that he did so um but they did enough they pretty much did like a quick breakdown of like oh i lost my girlfriend because i couldn't save her yeah and he was so emotional in that moment where he went like tom holland's spider-man couldn't save mj Mm -hmm. and he didn't want that to happen to him so he was able to save her Mm. and he was like like it was like a moment of release for him, like mm-hmm. like he was so scared, and then of course all the emotions came flooding in for him. Yeah, and MJ is like, "Are you okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm good. Are you okay?" Mm-hmm. Like, but you could tell he wasn't okay. Like, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I get so hung up on all the psychological stuff, mm-hmm. um, with the different characters. Yeah, and I felt like he was the most fucked one out of all of them oh yeah i mean there's that line where he he says like uh after the what happened with gwen stacy he was just like i stopped pulling my punches and you can tell like oh that dude's got some fucking issues mm-hmm. like i wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprised if he was just like yeah i killed a man it's like <laughs> well, all right yeah yeah don't doubt that well like i don't know i um so i i, I cried for him because i was like mm. dude he's in so much pain so there has been a petition for an amazing Spider-Man three movie. No one wants it for uh, real. Th- no, like <laughs> I can say for real is like I think it's, it's like, just like um like like a, like a fringe group or some shit or like, no, like attention seeking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't. I just think I wouldn't want an amazing Spider-Man three. I think like this one was like like I think all these Spider-Man the the Tobey Maguire's and and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. I think they got closure in this movie. Um, you know, Tobey Maguire, Maguire got stabbed. Well, <laughs> which you thought was stupid. I thought that's stupid. I thought that was stupid because I, because honestly, if they had killed that Spider-Man, I would have been like, "Holy shit!" Like fuck! Like they're just saying, "Fuck it," you know? Yeah. Like, um, in the words of Kylo Ren, you know, let the past die, kill it if you have to. Um, and I, I thought they were gonna fucking kill the character, and they fucking did it. I was like, "What was the point of that bullshit?" <laughs> you killed Aunt May, but not Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Come yeah, on, should have killed him. <laughs> Actually killed him. Now joking. <laughs> um, but yeah, but like even like the the closure with Parker with McGuire's Parker and him, it's him saying that like I've been thinking about like how could I have saved 
uh, Norman Osborn because he had mad respect for that character. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a closure because he does save him. He's like he gets rid of the goblin, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Doc Ock gets saved because he's no longer he has the inhibitor now and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Andrew Garfield and Electro thing, and even with like the, the Kurt Connors, it's that's kind of like if like, it, I didn't really care so much, mm-hmm. but I think like his closure obviously is him saving MJ, and like just in that scene, you didn't need like a whole explanation of why that's so poignant. Mm-hmm. You knew that he lost her, and he saved this MJ. It's like oh shit, like it was bittersweet for him too because mm-hmm. you could tell it fucked him up because he saved mm-hmm. her for a different spider-man yeah a different peter parker yeah. but he still in that moment i think it was like a quick crash because like mm-hmm. can you imagine being him mm-hmm. and like you're like oh fuck i gotta save mj and you're saving her all over again but this time you save her and then all of a sudden just like that you realize but that's not my mj yeah yeah but but I, that's the thing i think he needed that that second or that few five seconds when he saved her like okay okay i'm fine now like i'm okay like i i at least saved somebody who's like somebody's loved one like where i failed i kind of like redeemed myself somewhat or you know in yeah. that case um and i think or you could think about it as as i do where it's mm-hmm. like go on go on logistics <laughs> No, it's not logistics. It's okay. Debbie Downer gone. Yeah, Debbie Downer. Mm. <laughs> He's just realized it wasn't his MJ, so but it's not really closure. Oh my God, it's not. It is. It's narrative wise, it's closure for that character. Okay, not get out of the real world and just like live in this fantasy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> But wait, let's take That's a why he was struggling at that moment. Yeah, he was struggling because he, he was so emotional. He was like crying, like, holy shit, like, oh, I could have saved her and I, I'd save this person, you know. I've saved countless other people that were also not my MJ and that didn't help me. Yeah, but see, it's a matter of that, the fact that this person that he knows that a Peter Parker, somewhat similar to him, yeah, yeah, saved, know. you know, he saved that loved one. It's like a second <laughs> chance, but it's not really a second chance. But it's a second chance. Exactly. Get in the fucking narrative of the story. God. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, what was it? I'll just say, one more thing about Andrew Garfield. Okay, this movie proves that he got fucked over in the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, a he's, like what? he's a good actor. Just for that scene alone. Obviously, he's a good actor. Yeah, but like the fact that like he like if ha- if given in a more comparable hands, his Amazing Spider-Man. Com- you mean competent? Mo- competent, yeah, more competent hands. His Amazing Spider-Man movies would have been great. Mm-hmm. People would have been more talking about those movies. I won't say more so than Tobey Maguire's one, but like because at least in a better light. Like the the first Amazing Spider-Man, it's like all right. The second one is fucking god awful. Mm-hmm. But we if like I said, in more competent hands. He would have been a. He would have been a good spider. Uh, he would have got three Amazing Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe even more. Yeah. Uh-oh. That's my take on that. <laughs> I, I agree. I didn't watch his movies, but I know a lot of people hate them. Yeah. Yes. Um. What else? I'm trying to think. What else? Uh, happy. What's the saddest I think I've ever seen? Happy. Oh yeah, him losing. Um. May. Aunt May. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's the last we we see of that character. Cause, happy? Yeah, because there's no Tony Stark. He doesn't he doesn't remember Peter Parker's Spider Man. Yeah, he doesn't really have a place anymore. No, yeah, I think I think like the, that's the end of that character. Yeah. That's he fine. probably killed himself after that. <laughs> Damn. 
Debbie Downer. Holy <laughs> shit. Anyway, is that it? Or we got more? That's it? You got any more to add? No, I think I've said enough. <laughs> you said enough down shit. <laughs> Look, I like my down shit. Mm-hmm. Okay? All right, all right, all right. So what's up next? Next, we are going to do our variety time. This is the part where Mark goes back on his word, talks about blackmail email. Blackmail email. <laughs> la, la, la. Anyway, okay. So, yes, what happened was I got another blackmail email. Uh, as I bring it up right now. Uh, <laughs> I actually got this. Let me see when I get this. Because I, I even dated. I got this back December 13th. Okay. Okay. Um, I purposely didn't tell you this because I was like, all right, let me just save in case we want, in case we're going to use it. Yeah. All right. And we're using it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This time, <laughs> the email comes from Aaron Unruh. UNRA. UNRUH. UNRA. Oh, UNRA. yeah. UNRA. Mm-hmm. UNRA. Uh, received, like I said, I received this on December 13th of this year. So. <laughs> The, re- the email, let me make sure I get my levels right if I'm too loud. Okay. The email reads as such. Let's look at you, Mark. <laughs> what leads you to masturbation? <laughs> sure. I'm not the person to, to tell what people should practice in their free time, but you certainly have impressed me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. How he... Or she is always so complimentary. I know. Right before they're about to pull the rug out from underneath I, you. Hey, you know what? They can pull that rug. I'm floating. I'm on cloud nine. I know. Like, you're so impressive, Mark. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're the best masturbator ever. Oh, it keeps going. <laughs> you don't look like a degenerate who's unable to get a girlfriend. Thank you. Very handsome. Thank you. <laughs> But, however... Also, you have a girlfriend. (laughs) But, however, you practice nasty things. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Hold on. Let me me get myself prepared. (laughs) You jerk off like a machine gun. (laughs) (laughs) I swear on my child's life. That's all, it, that, all I could think of is you just pointing your dick at things going. Who wants these kids? Paint the walls. You're pregnant. You get a pregnancy. You get a pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, so, if you could. Yeah, if I could. Uh, you jerk off like a machine gun. I wish. Okay, I got. Okay, so he says, I wish there, but he spells there. They spell there T H E R E apostrophe R E. There, there, there. Okay. My get okay. So you know, I wish there were your sport at the Olympic Games. Okay. Didn't they used to bring up the Olympic Games in a previous email? I feel like they might have. Yeah. Uh. So so this person thinks I should be in the Olympic Games of masturbation. All right. Cool. Actually, I'm confident you would reach the top spot. Of the Olympics 
of masturbation. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's surprising that you haven't rubbed your hand or your tool yet. When you do this kind of stuff, you should tape your camera. You should tape your web camera. I strongly recommend you not. I'm sorry. I strongly recommend you not to ignore me. Otherwise, what do I? Just like you have not rubbed your your tool yet. What? Yeah, yeah. I'm, it's surprising that you haven't rubbed your hand or your tool yet. Okay. I know. I'm rubbing my hand. Uh-huh. What else? You don't have any tools. Here, I don't have any so. tools. Yeah. You know what tool they meant, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, the next the next sentence. I strongly recommend you not to ignore me. Otherwise, I will be made to I <clears throat> I'll be made to share your hidden secrets with the with the contact list from your email. And I still didn't make up my mind where to publish you for public viewing. Um. I have a suggestion. Okay. YouTube. <laughs> YouTube, YouPorn, RedTube, XVideo. Like, you know, you, you have these videos. You're obviously impressed by them. I should be in the Olympics. I'm a machine gun. Just go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Create a prof- profile. Make sure you get that money. Yeah. Um, Too bad fans only doesn't exist, but you know. No, it still does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but. It almost didn't exist and it yeah. stuck around. My my issue with this line where he says, and I still I still didn't make up my mind where to publish you for public viewing. I figure you want to come up with that before you start doing the blackmail. Like, let me figure out. All right, I know where to put him. Look, 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 look. I feel like this mm. is what's going on here. Okay. Okay. I have a theory. Okay. This person is serious. Mm-hmm. They have seen you on your webcam. I don't know how it's possible. I, I block it all the time, but whatever. They have ESP. So, <laughs> listen. For some reason, stop wait, it, Mr. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. When you said ESP, my brain went USB. <laughs> All right, listen. Okay, okay. So, okay. They, so they have ESP. Their, their ESP gets activated when I just start, just start wanking myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. No, does that ESP kick in like just when I'm waking or when like, I touch it? Like, is I might scratch myself. Is it like, like just kind of kicks in like that? I think, yeah. Every time your hand gets near, it's like a theremin. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Like, oh. Anyways, you're like the person this other person looks up to, but he doesn't know how to take you down <laughs> because like he wants to be the best but also like it's like a love hate thing ah uh, you yeah, know but, uh. so he's like like i love you but you can't be better than me yeah <sighs> i kind of been tempted to like email them back <laughs> i know you have them I've but been, you should not i know but i've just been so tempted like <laughs> Let me see, let me see. Like, hey, hey, how's my fan club going along? <laughs> Are you guys watching me now? <laughs> let me give you some suggestions on I where know, to post right? my videos. Exactly. Uh, so the email uh, goes on and says, "This email will be deleted. That's why it's useless to write. It's, it's useless to write me. You already know all the needed information. So one, if you define me in seventy, if you define me in seventy-two hours, your homemade video will be published on the web." And they're asking for, uh, looks like $1,320, U.S. dollars. 
And then the email uh, goes on. I will provide. I will provide you with a chance to preserve your image in front of your relatives. I think forty six hours will be enough. They gave me seventy two hours. Now they dropped it down to forty six hours. Oh shit! <laughs> See what kind of person I am. Yeah, the shitty kind. I know, making fucking idle threats and shit like that. Also, I think any mother would be proud to know that their son has a machine gun dick. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so I think your mom would be impressed too. <laughs> not like in not in a sexual way. <laughs> no, 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 way, I know, but, but like, like I don't want my mom to even think of me like that. <laughs> like that's my boy. Yeah, I want my mom <laughs> to think that I'm a straight virgin. <laughs> yeah, Leia was immaculate conception for sure. going to do our geriatric cinematic of Leslie Martinson's 1966 Batman. Everyone, flee for your lives! Emergency. Batman speaking. Warning all of you to brace yourselves for big news. The biggest. Tell them, Robin. Holy surprises, Batman! It's really exciting. Soon, very soon, Batman and I will be batapulting right out of your TV sets and onto your theater screens. That's right, Robin. Our first full-length motion picture feature in color opens a whole new world of thrills. The big screen gives us more space on land, sea, and in the air to challenge the most bataclysmic collection of super criminals ever their minimum objective must be the entire world. The synopsis is the dynamic duo faces four supervillains who plan to hold the world for ransom with the help of a secret invention that instantly dehydrates people. You mean arrowhead water? Yes. Got it. <laughs> That's how arrowhead water was created. <laughs> I think they put a little bit of shark repellent in there, too. <laughs> uh, directed by Leslie H. Martinson. Written by Lorenzo Semple Jr. It stars Adam West, Burt Ward, Lee Merriweather, Cesar Romero, Burgess Meredith, and Frank Gorshin. Frank Gorshin. Um, Kelsey, you've never seen any of the Batman 66 episodes, have you? Nope. So you have. I've never seen anything with Adam West. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Batman. That's the only thing that you matter. That's the only thing that matters. Seeing Adam West in Batman. That's it. The dude's the dude was a prominent actor before Batman. Prominent actor after. This is the, this is one that matters the most. Mm. Um, I grew up watching this the the TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it used to be on like like Nick at Night or Nickelodeon or something like, or like that. TV Land. Yeah. Well, before there was a TV Land, there was like Nick at Night. <laughs> I thought TV Land came before Nick at Night. No, there was there was Nickelodeon, and then there was Nick at Night, and then they became a TV Land for no. more of the Nick at Night stuff. No, TV Land is an actual channel. channel. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Yeah. That's not Nickelodeon related at all. Uh, I think they're owned by the Warner Company. But they're not... Other things are owned by the Warner Company. It doesn't make the yeah. channels related. No, it, it's because it started with... Because they needed a central hub to put all those TV shows, like F Troop and... Uh, Gilligan's Lucy. Island, I Love Lucy, and Bewitched, and stuff like that. Um, and then they put it in TV land. And Nick at Night was like the starting point. Oh, it's like 
Uh, I, I kind of refuse to believe that Nick at Night was the the jumping off point for TV Land. Like, I don't believe that. <laughs> okay, Nick at Night uh, started in 1984. Oh. Hold on, hold on. Don't see this is why you don't fucking question me. <laughs> <laughs> TV Land. 1996. Yeah, I'm not saying that they're... No, but t- that's the thing. It, it, TV Land started because of Nick at Night. Because there was an audience for Nick at Night. Oh, okay. Yeah. So... yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to where I was at. Batman the movie, 1966. Uh, I just remember this movie being ridiculous, even at a young age. Uh-huh. Uh, it's... It's almost like a parody of the Batman TV show. I feel like they were all doing the fucking, all the fucking drugs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All of them. Especially Cesar Romero. He was at least drinking all the alcohol. Yeah. I'm Uh, always amazed by by actors who can fucking act and they've been drinking. Yeah. Uh, It's it's talent. You know, I I, I do it. I drink and then I act normal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um. But I remember growing up and loving this movie. Uh, but who gives a shit about my opinion? What matters most is what did Kelsey think about this movie? I don't even know that I want to even show it to my kids. <laughs> I don't even think so. Okay. Um, I know I want to show this to my daughter. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. I'm 100% sure. To torture her with it? She likes bad stuff like me. I mean, I like bad stuff too, but this was like... You hope it was a joke. You hope it was a like joke? you just it's one of those things where you like you hope they weren't being serious. Oh yeah, there nobody nobody serious with this with this whole thing. Also, like, does it even track with the way Batman actually was in the comics? No, that's what I'm saying. Why it, did it, they it, do it? That why it did was they the do era. That? It was the '60s. It was the it was the swing '60s. They had to go like that. Actually, I take that back. Some of like I take that back. Yes, it is. It actually, it actually goes on par with like or, earlier Batman comics, mm-hmm. like how Joker just like ridiculous and shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it does, it does kind of work well. But I think with, I think with the series, they just like, they just pumped us like an eleven. Does it be like it's a six? Let's just go extra wild on this shit. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. So okay, I'm on. Okay, listen. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm on the fence uh-huh. because I like bad stuff too, mm-hmm. but. I'm having a hard time finding any redeeming qualities of this one Mm -hmm. because I'm only used to the Batman that I know. Oh, like the the Michael Keaton or the Christopher Nolan, like kind of dark Batman and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Okay. So that's why I'm having a hard time with it. Mm -hmm. It's not that I have like a seething hatred for it or anything. Mm -hmm. Like it was funny. We were laughing at it, right? But Mm -hmm. like um, it's almost like so much of a joke. It's like it almost stops being funny at a point because mm-hmm. you're like okay it's just ridiculous like mm-hmm. so i don't i don't know what to think about it well i mean like i said like nobody nobody took this serious i think it it's it's purposely ridiculous like especially like the simple fact that like when like they'll punch somebody you you see the words pow or or bang or something like that um I like I think I think with I think with this with the 66 Batman like I said I think it was a reflection of that time of that era of like the 
shows had to be lighthearted. They had to be fun. They couldn't be too dead serious and shit like that. Oh, well, um, yeah, there is a difference between the shows and then movies. I mm-hmm. guess because the show was ridiculous and they had to make the movie ridiculous, too. Yeah, they couldn't be, like, a dark... But yeah. if you think about it, mm-hmm. the 60s also came out with the first, um, like, demon or, like, devil-type fucking movies, right? Uh, that was, that's where they started getting really known for like cult movies and shit, like yeah. Rosemary's Baby and stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But like, so, I, like, like they didn't have to not be dark. But mm. I think in relation to this one starting mm. off as a TV series, I think mm. they had to. Well, that's the thing. Like they couldn't at the time. At that time, Batman wasn't really dark. Like he wasn't like a dark character. Like how we see him. Like how we start start later seeing him. Like in the like seventies, like the later seventies and eighties and stuff. Like he was that. almost like Bond. Yeah, I mean, but like, not as suave. Like, like for example, like the creation, the creation of Robin. He was only created because for for kids, they wanted more kids to read this Batman comic, so they put a kid in it and made him like a sidekick. Yeah, um, that thirty year old child, Bert Ward. Mm. I think Bert Ward was like in his early twenties. He isn't it funny how people back then, even though they were younger, they look older. Mm-hmm. He didn't look like he was in his early twenties. I think it was like his early, maybe early to like mid twenties or something like that. Okay. I think it's the height too. The height makes him look younger, like a little kid. I think he looks older, so that doesn't track for me. I don't know how you can see his face. He's wearing a mask. Not the whole time. (laughs) You know, plus that squeaky voice he has. You know, (laughs) totally, totally. Okay, so let's so let's let's break it down. What did you? Oh, actually, you know what. They got kind of as they had more fuel to the whole like it couldn't it it you know this, this being Batman they didn't want it to make it serious it couldn't be really dead serious, um like there's a scene in the in the movie where like uh, Adam West is uh he's on a date with uh Miss uh Kitka, and he has like a drink in his hand right and I remember I remember I looked at it I was like is that a white Russian is he drinking a white Russian, it was actually a glass of milk, white Russians aren't milky like that though but the white Russian you mix with milk don't you no. That's why I seen Le- the big Lebowski. Let me look and see what a white Russian is. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Let me see. Uh, white Russian cocktail. Uh, let's see. Vodka, coffee, liqueur, and cream stirred with ice in old-fashioned glass. Cream, not milk. Well, I thought it was I thought it was a white Russian. Mm-hmm. It was actually a glass of milk. Because mm-hmm. next one was a, a side of cookies. Uh-huh. That's, how, that's how kid friendly they wanted the whole thing to be. Gotcha. Um, so, seeing this as as this is your first Batman sixty six, you know, introduction. This you know a taste of this. Uh, what did you think of the uh, the ridiculous acting? <laughs> um, you know, my favorite parts were mm-hmm. when uh, Lee Merriweather. Mm-hmm. When she would be, you know, um, making happy cat sounds, but somehow she always sounded like she was growling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like she was going to murder somebody instead. Uh-huh. That was my favorite. Oh, really? You know, because yeah. it's totally not what cats do, but okay. Yeah, it's, 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 I think it's the, I think it adds a little bit more comedy to it. Like where they're looking through the periscope and she's like, rah, rah, and one of the pirates is looking at her like, what the fuck? <laughs> I know. She was happy in that moment, but she was like, and you're like, that's not a happy cat sound. 
<laughs> maybe maybe she was happy, but she was more like in heat happy, and she was in the round. Yeah, but then he... <laughs> wait, 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 and that's why the pirate guy was looking at her like, is she in heat? Then <laughs> heat cats don't make that sound either. Look, they it... say it. They sound like they're saying hello. They're like, <laughs> they do that. Look, she had to really sell the whole cat woman thing. No, she had really <laughs> ugly fingernails. How else is she gonna scratch? Actually, she didn't much do much of anything. No. Other than like try to seduce Adam West, or not Adam West. Um, I won't say try. She did seduce Bruce Bruce Wayne, but it like it was very like there is a sense that like this is well actually it is it says in the trailer this is like a straight up like kids movie, like all of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you like let me love that yawn. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what was I gonna say? The everyone was stupid in this movie. Even Adam West. Yeah, he was stupid. <laughs> the captain of the boat that they kidnapped was stupid. I'm not gonna argue with that one. That guy was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I like how they labeled everything in the back. Oh my that god, was, that was my favorite for real. Mm-hmm. Like. And the names were ridiculous. What were, what were some of the devices? Like a bat mo- monitor or some shit? Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> it's like the bat monitor. The bat... Bat splicer or some yeah, shit. The bat fountain. <laughs> and the bat pole. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> other stuff. Let's talk about that bat pole. <laughs> and how we... <laughs> I think we spent a good like 15 minutes like, how they get the liver back... <laughs> lever back up yeah, you know no. when they go down they hit it and she were like there's gotta be like a mechanism you're <laughs> like no they probably tell alfred to go climb up the pole and fix it yeah they make old ass alfred like <laughs> climb up his decrepit ass and she's like go fix the pole <laughs> go fix the liver alfred and alfred's like okay yeah all right so but then we found out what actually happens oh yeah it's like a platform that like like psh, like blasts off or some shit yeah. and shoots them back up the uh like it's oh, like an inflatable mm. bag okay so okay so with that what did you think of what did you think of the plot let's talk about that i don't even know if i can talk about the plot because like all of their devices and all the trickery they were trying to use and like mm-hmm. all of their plans were like so stupid mm-hmm. i couldn't even think of the plot i like i know that they were trying to like kill batman yeah they were trying to go kill batman for like the first half of the movie and but it's like they did it so poorly like mm-hmm. like it wasn't to me it, it wasn't funny because oh, okay. it was too stupid to be funny mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there were some parts of it that were funny for sure yeah. but well okay. except for the shark Oh, you're talking about the fake shark? Oh, I love that. I don't give a fuck anybody says that, that fake shark. Funny. That fake shark is so dumb. And the fact he actually has like bat, the Batman shark repellent. It's like, psst, 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 and yeah, but near the shark repellent, he had like, what was it? Um, he had other repellents. Oh, like a barracuda repellent, yeah. whale repellent. I think there was like a crocodile repellent or some shit like that. <laughs> Okay, so okay, so yeah, the, like because the first half of this movie, he's trying, they're trying to kill Batman, and then like there's the whole reveal of like, oh no, they're trying to like dehydrate, dehydrate 
the I guess like kind of like the members of UN, like a UN type group. <laughs> what do you think of that plan? Because I know that plan is just so bonkers. The plan was stupid. <laughs> and then how they cleaned up the dust with, <laughs> with a paintbrush and uh, like a little dustpan. Uh huh. The first one was a regular sized dustpan. The uh, second one was a tiny one. Yeah. Like it almost could have been like a sand shovel. Yeah. I don't give a shit about any of that. I feel like the best part was mm-hmm. when they rehydrated them at the end. Mm-hmm. And they all were mixed up. Oh, and they're speaking like different languages. Like France is speaking like in English or some shit like yeah. that. Like you get a sense like it was like Freaky Friday on a different level. Mm-hmm. And they just quietly tried to sneak out. I know. We did our best. <laughs> that was my favorite. Okay. You think that's your favorite? I think my favorite was the part where Robin was okay with ethical, ethical genocide. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's this part of the movie where, like, where, like, the, 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 the dry the dust of the UN members are like spilled all over the place. Batman and Robin are trying to like put them back together and separate them stuff like that. And Robin says something on the line of like, "Shouldn't we take some parts out, like you know, just to make sure that they're on an even like even mindset?" Like he's no, he was like, he didn't say take any parts out. He's like, "Would it be so bad if not all of the particles were separated? That everyone had a little." <laughs> piece of someone else yeah so that everyone could understand each other a little more Mm -hmm. blah 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 like let's let's take let's take out the parts that make them unique so they could all just be one race yeah exactly (laughs) one one superior race my (laughs) fila that's what i I know and i know that well i don't i don't know but that probably wasn't the intention of the writing but it really came off as like yo what the fuck are you trying to say are you trying to bring like supremacy on this shit (laughs) <laughs> I think he wasn't. I think he was just like, you know, there's too m- I think. There's too many colored people. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think he meant there's just too many um, people viewing differences as being bad. Mm-hmm. And he just wanted those people to understand other people more. So, mm. you know, become 1% black and that'll fix everything. Mm-hmm. Or one person Japanese, one person German. I bet he was like leaning to the German side. Like, let's have one German. One German? One German. <laughs> Period. One German. <laughs> Sorry, I mean one Germany. <laughs> that doesn't help, but whatever. I thought you were trying to say 1% German, but. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm like, like, I'm saying like Nazism, but whatever. <laughs> Instead of one love? <laughs> one German. <laughs> one Germany. One Germany. Um. I have to I have to get your opinion on on Cesar Romero as the Joker. Like a lot of people love Cesar Romero's Joker because he is just super wild. He just like laugh. He like he acts like a fucking like a legit clown, like just yeah. maniacal and stuff like that. Um, so, what did you think of Cesar Romero as 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 the Joker? Um, I do like it, but it, I don't say it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Not even my favorite villain of this movie. Yeah. Um, Do you have a favorite villain? The Riddler. The Riddler. Oh yeah, yeah. You love that that, that dude's performance. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, go on. It just felt like that was a little more not realistic, obviously, but a little more like down to earth. Yeah, the Riddler was because he was really f- kind of fucked up, but like, mm-hmm. um, he also wasn't as stupid. I don't feel like. Yeah, he seemed the one who had, he, who more had his shit put together, but his focus was too much on like, let me give out a riddle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
that, that one scene where they all took all the time to tell him, don't send any riddles, <laughs> send an actual message. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the Joker, mm-hmm. I, I felt like he was, he was good. I just didn't love him. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, I just felt like he had one speed. Uh no, and that was just as wide-eyed as he possibly could yeah, be. Yeah, SB was crack. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> crack speed and all no, the way. No, that speed was just speed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess you'd be surprised that he's the only Joker that didn't win an Oscar. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um, Especially if you're not willing to give up your mustache. I mean, you're not. Oh, I know. That is so fucking hilarious. He just is like, I'm not shaving the mustache. And you can just see it there. And I there. think probably, eventually, they were probably okay with it. Because the movie's so ridiculous anyway. Mm-hmm. Who gives a shit? Like, yeah. Like, even when you see, like, drawings. Like, you, there there are comics of, of the Batman 60s. There's, like, literally a, a run. I don't know if it's still going on. But there's a Batman 66 run. And whenever they show the Joker, he has the mustache. It's, like, so iconic. But, like, the Cesar Romero <laughs> mustache. They're like, fuck it. We're going to just keep it in there. Yeah. Um, so there was, uh, so there, there was talk about, uh, Batman, uh, Adam West is Batman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Adam Weston, he actually was like reluctant to make the movie and the producers were like, if you don't make this movie, we're going to recast your character, period. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. And like at the time of this movie, cause I, rem- I, because my, my memory had, had me think that like oh they did the movie then they did then they did the series but it was the other way around they did the series first then they did a movie and it was successful enough they were like all right let's do like another season and everything like that mm-hmm. um there was actually an original plan to do a sequel uh a sequel to this batman movie uh it would have featured uh barbara gordon slash batgirl and they would have used the bat plane but what happened was that after like during like season two like the but the um uh, the ratings were dropping and everything and the budget there were like so many budget cuts they were just like all right fuck we're just not gonna do it and eventually the the show was canceled after a third season um but there are actual two sequels they years later and there's an animated sequels there's a batman uh, return of the cape crusader and batman versus two-face which has adam west and burt ward doing their voices oh um and in, in the Two-Face movie, uh, the anime movie, uh, William Shatner does the voice of Two-Face. Oh. Um, I haven't checked it out. I've been meaning to because the fact that like they came back as the as Batman and Robin, um, and I remember really enjoying the show. I, but like I said, I haven't taken time to watch it. i got a lot of time now. So. <laughs> yeah, you're done with school. Oh, fuck. I am done with school for now. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, you could have <laughs> used the button then. I know. I am done for school. Done with school for, for now. Wait, do I have it? All right, for now. You fucked that up so bad. No, you I didn't. Even no, I didn't. It. No, I didn't. <laughs> look, look. That was phenomenal acting. That's phenomenal radio acting. I, I can. I cannot wait. Cannot wait for what? You too listen back to him be like fuck no i'll be like fuck that was great <laughs> that was awesome and then i was like i'm gonna add this <laughs> no point to it but whatever <laughs> um all right so i mean in the end I, I feel like i already know this answer but i 
Kelsey, do you think this? Do you think this this movie still holds up? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it doesn't. It really doesn't. There's a lot of times you can see the stunt doubles. You're like, that's. <laughs> it's so funny. They're all in the water together, and it's all the stunt doubles. And you're like, yeah. In my brain, I was like, it's a stunt double party. <laughs> yeah, like like like. There's plenty of parts where like Babin and Robin are fighting the bad guys, or uh, or Adam. Like there are times where Adam West is fighting in this, and it's really Adam West like throwing these punches and everything. But clearly, it's not Burgess uh, Meredith as a penguin. Clearly, it's not Caesar Romero, and clearly, it's not Frank Gorshin at all. Yeah, like it's like they. It's not them, but it's still. It's it's fun. I don't okay. I think it I think it holds up as a joke. I, I don't think it holds up, but I also think other people should I think people should watch it. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's still fun to watch. Yeah, it's still fun to watch, you know. It just doesn't hold up at all, but <laughs> still fun to watch. Yeah, it, it's it's fun to watch. Yeah, it doesn't hold up. Like okay, like I said, it only holds up as a joke. It doesn't hold up like, oh, this is great filmmaking. This is performative performative theater and yes people should follow this like no 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 a lot of it's just garbage (laughs) (laughs) it's all garbage it's all garbage but that good that good 1966 garbage Mm. lovely uh was it summer of love garbage i don't know no it's it's the garbage that it's on the verge of turning but it's still good Mm. so you can still eat it but you might be only get like a little sick yeah just like cut around from cut around the mold and stuff like that Mm -hmm. gotcha gotcha Right on, right on. Anything else? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> you really had to think about that one. <laughs> okay, so that's going to be it for our show for this week. Um, we want to thank everybody for joining us. Especially like to thank the folks over here in Entertainment Corner for hosting this podcast on their website. Um, that's where uh, Kelsey writes, or she kind of doesn't work for them. Um. So for all your film news, TV news, and reviews, go to go to yourentertainmentcorner.com. Uh, this podcast is on all podcast catchers. We're like you know, all over the place. You, if you're listening to it, you know where where to find us. Um, next week we will be doing a review of uh, Lana Wachowski's uh, The Matrix Resurrection. Resur- Resurrections. The Matrix. Resurrections. Resurrections. Okay. Let's say it again. One more time. The Matrix Resurrections. There. I said it. Mm. Do I get a cookie? I don't have... Oh, maybe I do have cookies, but no, you can't have any. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So anyway, yeah. um, You can watch that. Uh, It's premiering in theaters on Wednesday, December 22nd. Uh, and it's also premiering on HBO Max if you folks don't feel safe enough to go to the theater. Uh, I checked it out. Uh, I will be writing my review for the movie uh, this week, and you'll see it up on Screen Geek uh, later on this week. Uh, I, I really can't wait to dissect this movie with Kelsey. Yeah, I got some things to say about it. Um, so with that... I think in the meantime, mm-hmm. you're going to be... So much more, um, what's the word? Like you're now motivated mm-hmm. to, you know, how people have their strong arm or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're going to be motivated to make sure that your machine gun <laughs> okay. is in tip top shape. So I think that's what you're going to be working on all week. Oh my God. 
just masturbating away. And it's blah, blah. anyway. <laughs> that you know for the 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 blackmailer. Yes, yeah, for the blackmailer. I'm gonna I'm gonna send him a video and be like, "Is this what you're talking about?" Blah, blah. <laughs> and he'll respond, "Skirt, skirt." <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, He'll say anyway. it like that too because he's probably not black. Probably. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we're gonna re- like I said, we're gonna review the Matrix Resurrections. Uh, we're gonna be doing our geriatric cinematic with that, which is 1999's The Matrix. Um, that is streaming on HBO Max, Hulu, or is available to rent on Apple TV, YouTube TV. Thank you, Car. It Amazon. just keeps going by. I think it really wants to hear where you can read, you can watch these. I know he could. The car could just pull up and just ask. Uh, <laughs> so it's going to be there or other VOD services. Uh, oh, that reminds. Yeah, Kelsey has to go through like the other two Matrix movies. Yeah, he, he was last night. You were like. <laughs> What are you doing? And I told you what I was doing, mm-hmm. which is moving my apartment around. I mm-hmm. got the vaccine booster, uh, and then I moved my whole bot like downstairs around, mm-hmm. and didn't watch the Matrix. And all then this morning, you're like, did you watch the Matrix? I'm like, no, I was manic. I still kind of am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes you got power through it. You got to watch the Matrix. No, I powered through it. I moved my entire apartment around by myself. <laughs> No, in, in, a, in a productive way. Like watching The Matrix. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> That's definitely more productive. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, yeah, and the topic for that week is going... <laughs> the topic for that week is, uh, is that a rabbit hole or a gopher hole? We'll find out. I feel like it's bullet holes from your re- machine gun dick. <sighs> Look. And you can actually, like, carve out a hole that's big enough for a, a small rodent. Mm-hmm. Go on. By shooting your blanks into the wall. But they're blanks. <laughs> they're not going to shoot any holes. Look, we all know from the tragedy of what happened on the set of Rust. <laughs> Look, that was a real bullet. But I'm saying all of the talk that was surrounding it and all the experts are saying that blanks can still kill people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, blanks can still put holes in things. It would just take a lot longer. <laughs>